Why is my computer so loud? It's from 2011. That's what you said earlier. So many fans. All of them running. Does it have an optical drive? It does. Nice. Jealous? I'll trade. (laughs) Wait, yours doesn't have one, does it? No, it doesn't. Okay. So if I want to watch any of my DVDs on my computer, I'll need to buy an external drive. Betsy did that with her MacBook Air. She checks out DVDs from the library. To me, it's like, why would you buy a Walkman and then have to find tapes for it instead of just using your iPod kind of thing? I mean, we don't have iPods anymore either, but yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like going backwards and spending money on something that we would be better off without. Yeah, but for me, it's cheaper than a TV. Yeah. I just prefer using Netflix and stuff. Well, yeah, but they don't have my movies on there. They don't have what? Movies. Like the movies that I own. Oh, yeah. actual physical discs. Right. I've been trying to buy movies on iTunes so that those are also digital. But I realize it's generally more expensive. You have to wait for sales and stuff. Yeah. Netflix has been going more and more to not even having any movies and they've just got like some rather crummy TV shows, like a few good things and then their own stuff. They have all the Star Treks except for Discovery. I did say a few good things. (laughs) Yeah. Did you hear about the latest Netflix original? I've lost track of them all. (laughs) Usually their originals at this point are kind of crappy. So did you hear about the latest Netflix original? Uh, So no, Let's say no. No, I'm just... Is this a joke? I, I'm I'm mocking the way that they get shoved in your face. Oh. All the time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I would like to look at my list of things that I've queued. Oh, no, there's a trailer playing. Where's my list? Oh, there's a trailer playing. <laughs> don't for a second pause on it. anything that you yeah. don't think you might want to see the trailer for. Yeah. Their autoplay thing has made me use Netflix less. I wonder if that's the goal because they still get the same amount of money from you and their streaming costs are reduced. Mm. I bet they've saved millions of dollars by the reduced usage of Netflix. I bet most people don't care enough to stop using Netflix. Most people are psychopaths. Yep. Most people also don't research hammers. (laughs) I know what you meant there, but what came to mind was like, well, like there's Mjolnir and then there's like the (laughs) ultimate Mjolnir and they're very different and Jane Foster found this out. And then I was like, wait, wait, that's not where he's going with this. He means just like hammers one would buy at a hardware store, not the type that can manipulate primal storms. Right. So what's the newest Netflix original? I don't know. It'll be a different one next time I turn on Netflix. And they'll think it's really important for me to watch it. Do you guys get emails from them? No. I, recently, I got an email from them saying, we just added a movie that we think you would like and an email thinking, Oh, no. maybe it's something I like. And then I saw up at the top Netflix original. I'm like, Nope, delete. <laughs> yeah. I do. That get... happened. That happened for us recently where we like before. So what happened was we had a show on our queue and then we watched one episode of it and it was awful. And then I checked my email later that day 
And it had a thing where it's like, did you know that season three of this show is up now? And I was like, well, that's unfortunate timing for you because we're not going to like in a way that we had watched the show independent of when the email was sent. But it was still just it was bad (laughs) for about two years. Fandango aggressively advertised every new Vin Diesel movie to me. I don't think I've watched a Vin Diesel movie since Chronicles of Riddick, but they would just give me, oh, like, I was expecting like faster and furious or no, I did you I've, watch guardians of the galaxy or anything? Oh yeah. I guess he's, is in that. That doesn't, that's not like a Vin Diesel movie though. He is Groot. Is he the voice of Groot or just the, he is Groot. That didn't answer. He is the voice of Groot. <laughs> he is all of Groot. He except for literally, the he recorded his voice line in like eight or nine different languages. What do you mean nine or oh okay? <laughs> First, he was like Yo soy Groot and like Ich bin Groot and um, Je suis Groot. My my initial reaction was he only ever says I am Groot and then I realized oh it's for dubbing. <laughs> but yeah. Were you trying to ask if he did the mocap? What? When you asked if he was all of Groot? What's the mocap? Motion capture? Oh, yeah, I didn't know if he was the mocap or the voice or both. And so hearing that he was both that's what I meant by I would assume just the the voice, but I do not know anything about who did them. Who did the mocap? Anyway, I don't think that's reason for Fandango to aggressively advertise every Vin Diesel movie to me because most of them are just like terrible action movies, and it would it would always like emphasize the fact that Vin Diesel was in it. Like, get your tickets for Vin Diesel's new action thriller extraordinaire or whatever. And it was never anything I cared about. Oh, and MoviePass. MoviePass, guys. They, the app is also aggressively promoting movies. And I, they, okay, so I saw a thing. Somebody noticed that somebody was gaming movie reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Like a bunch of accounts had posted negative reviews for something. And they realized that these new accounts had only rated one other movie and they were trying to find the link. And somebody pointed out, these are both movies owned by movie pass, like movie pass bought the distribution rights to both of these. And so movie pass is doing this really weird thing where they're like, for some of their movies, at least they're intentionally tanking the rotten tomatoes scores and then telling people, what are the critics trying to hide? Like what's, like it's I, I don't understand it at all and then they aggressively advertise through their app that you should go see it but then they're paying for the tickets that their customers are buying to go see the movies i don't understand how they make money doing that how do you make money buying distribution rights and then convincing people to use your service to make you buy a ticket for them it feels worth mentioning that last week, <laughs> Movie Pass on I think Thursday ran out of money. Just they did not have money. Yeah, to cover the whole like sending people to, like their 
they're getting close to failing. <laughs> yeah. And as ridiculous as all of the movie pass stuff is, the way they don't make any money and don't appear to have any plan for how they're going to make money, I just want to point out this is how every startup works. They take a bunch of money and then they burn it for a while until they find some way of monetizing that has nothing to do with what is supposedly actually their product. It's like a normal thing. It's really weird, but it's actually normal. Welcome to Better Worlds, a podcast exploring geek culture across mediums. I'm Trevor. I'm Matthew. And I'm Dustin. (laughs) I'm experimenting with more, I don't know, emotion in my voice. I never know how to inflect when I say my name. I'm Trevor. I'm Trevor. I'm Matthew. I'm Trevor. (laughs) I'm Matthew. Maybe if I went for like the Eeyore. I'm Trevor. I'm Matthew. Okay. Trevor sounded like Eeyore, and Matthew sounded like the the motionless uh, alien from Mass Effect. I can't think of this. (laughs) An Elcor. That is the best compliment I've ever received. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he did sound like Eeyore, and I sounded like somebody doing a really lame attempt to impersonate Eeyore. (laughs) so i will also take it as a compliment enthusiastic (laughs) enjoyment that is the best compliment i have ever received what's on the trello board for today (laughs) oh my goodness now i'm doing alcor too that wasn't your (laughs) anyway going along with the joke i also was just (laughs) (laughs) explaining the joke I was Eeyore impersonating an Elcor. <laughs> That's the joke. I also enjoyed the thing Trevor was saying. <laughs> I really hope the people who listen to this like look up a video of Elcor at some point because Oh, there was that- one episode that had a bunch of videos linked. <laughs> but I hope people actually looked at it because the Elcor jokes are so much better if you <laughs> understand the Elcor. Mm-hmm. Give me like half a second and well, actually more seconds because I accidentally opened Slack and Slack is slow and I meant I'll to give open you like at least 15 for Alcor related purposes. I meant to open the app that I do the, the show notes in. Honestly, I should probably give you even more because Alcor aren't exactly speedy. How do I out oh, here? Nope. L core episode. Humoring response, take as much time as you need. Okay, so show notes. As you may know, for every episode, we have show notes with various links and things. The show notes for this episode can be found at betterworlds.net slash podcast slash 40. But back in episode 28, we talked about Elcor speech patterns, and I threw a lot of links of videos into the show notes. Um skimming over it there's one video that has a bunch of advertisements that are in the game it's like an in-universe thing it's not actually an ad but it's a uh, advertisements for an all elcor production of hamlet um there's also an article about the linguistic patterns and stuff that's anyway the video is the important part 
for this conversation. If you want to understand Elcor speech patterns, watch that all Elcor Hamlet advertisements video in the show notes of episode 28. So that's betterworlds.net slash podcast slash 28. Enthusiastic endorsement. It will be worth your time. Or I could not be a jerk and just put that link in this episode's show notes for you. They should go to that episode and then listen to it again. Okay, go to that episode. And then give us a rating in iTunes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Supportive agreement. You should do that. Especially our regular listeners. By now, they've got to have an opinion about the show. What I want to know, what's up with the regular listeners who haven't joined our Slack yet? That too. Our Slack is at slack.betterworlds.net. And if you join, then you can understand what I meant when I said I was going to read this one thing to you, but then I accidentally opened the Slack and the Slack app on a Mac opens really slow. And I just want you to be able to experience that as well. (laughs) I'm really selling this, aren't I? Yeah, it's a huge selling point. Entitled encouragement. Please join us. Yeah, it does take a while to connect to Slack. Basically, we have the the general channel where we talk about stuff that we talked about on the show. And then we have the random channel where we talk about Finland stuff all the time. <laughs> and I recently added a full pack of Finland-themed emoji to the Slack. Thank you to listener Curtis. And that's not even our fin fact today. That is not the fin fact. What is the fin fact? The fin fact... Can I, say, can I actually go into this? Yeah. Okay, the fin fact is actually pretty great and not that they aren't always all great but in uh in finland they have national sleepyhead day where the last person in a family is woken up and thrown into a lake or a nearby body of water by the rest of the family holy cow (laughs) that sounds really dangerous this is appropriate (laughs) because it is observed on july 27th and we are recording relatively proximate to july 27th um, it's related to the in partial legend to the seven sleepers of Ephesus, which is a um Christian thing. <laughs> Good explanation. It sounds like a a metal band. I don't feel like real, <laughs> the seven like sleepers of it. Ephesus. <laughs> it's people who hid for I don't know, it's kind of a legendy thing. Hid persecution in the in like two fifty ish and emerged did they hibernate like bears they basically did a king arthur thing where they just went to sleep and then came out later (laughs) but it was like hundreds of years later type thing um so it's kind of an informal celebration and just it the way it gets expressed is that um the person who wakes up the latest on that day gets thrown into a body of water (laughs) i'm pretty sure i heard that legend on indiana jones in the last crusade or they get water thrown on them if they don't want to be attempted to drown. So, As Trevor pointed out earlier, it sounds like a dangerous holiday, especially for my family where none of us can swim. <laughs> <laughs> the legend also exists in Islam, and the Islamic version is possibly slightly better than the Christian version because it also includes a dog. Oh. Who keeps watch over the sleeping youths. For all of you dog lovers out there. Yeah. Well, thanks, Matthew, for that fun fin fact. I thought it was fun. The dog's name was Al-Rakim. The dog's name is? hmm What does that mean? I don't know. I hope it means, like, the watcher or something. I'm just reading Wikipedia. I don't know what I'm talking about.
Well, I just assumed it would have the translation. <laughs> it does not. Al Rakim is actually a pretty great name for a dog. I'll keep that one in my notebook for when I get a dog. How do you spell Rakim? R H A K E E M? Nope. Oh. R A Q E E M? Nope. R A K H E E M? Nope. <laughs> Listening gold right here. <laughs> Just tell us. A O space. R A K I M. Okay. The A L was not in question. <laughs> But thank you for telling us that. You monster. Some narrations identify that the dog was named Catmere. I like Catmere better. <laughs> Which sounds like a better name for a cat. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a cat Mjolnir. <laughs> like for Cat Thor. No, the cat's named Mew Mew. Meow meow. Mew Mew. Mew Mew. Mew Mew. <laughs> Well done. I'm going to pause while I laugh more. Why? <laughs> he, no, he didn't pause. He muted. Let's oh, be mute. clear. <laughs> That's just unacceptable. Muting laughter. What were we talking about? Okay, we did our fin fact. That's all we've done. <laughs> I mean, we need just a ban of the pretense that we talk about anything but fin facts at this point. Can we go to the next item on the Trello board, please? Sure, but I'm still trying to find what Rakim means. Here we go. How was the dog spelled again? D O. Shut your mouth and tell me the real thing. <laughs> R A K I M. D O G S O G S O G S O G S O G S O G S O G S O G S O G S O G S O G S O G S O G S O G S O G now, now, this is a family show. Please join us on Slack and give us a good rating on iTunes. Screw you guys. <laughs> Please join us and tell Trevor where he can go. No. <laughs> D-O-G, I'll tell you that. The Al-Rakim article on Wikipedia is marked as a stub. It is woefully short. So if anybody wants to do some research on Al-Rakim, the dog who guarded the seven sleepers and expand that article please do <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're gonna like be responsible for ruining wikipedia now because someone's gonna go on and be like the dog who guarded the seven sleepers had laser vision <laughs> <laughs> it's three sentences one paragraph but it has four sources i feel like that's not bad <laughs> Yeah, but it's kind of... Dating all the way back to 1894. That's all they could get out of the four sources. No, 1838. Yeah. That's sad. Now, just imagine if this was like the Aragorn show and they could just do like a whole TV show about this dog based on those like four sentences they found in old sources. Pretty sure that's in the works. There was a new or a new story about the oldest person alive currently dying recently who was 117 and then when i read that story there were comments on people saying like wait there's no one left who left alive who remembers the 1800s and i was like oh i guess that's true yeah. which is just kind of weird to think about that's but real okay <laughs> when i think oh no there's nobody alive who remembers the 1800s. I probably assumed that was the case for a while now. 
<laughs> well, so yeah. it doesn't really hit me that hard. It's kind of like when a celebrity dies and I'm like, oh, I thought they died 20 years ago. <laughs> I thought they died when they stopped making things. So <laughs> I, I guess I'm, the sh- I, I'm sorry for their family, but it doesn't really hit me. Like I'm not sad because the news to me is that they were in fact alive for the last 20 years. Well, and even someone, even if there was someone alive from the 1800s at this point, like being born in 1899 doesn't mean you remember that. (laughs) 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 That, It's just like, even if someone was alive, they're not going to remember anything about the time. They're going to be like, well, I grew up in the 1910s. Tell us about 1800 something. It's like, I had no memory because I was nursing at the time. I don't know. So... Can we go on to the next Trello item? No, we're going to talk about the uh, 1800s more. <laughs> 1800s and nursing. Thank you. Okay. Um, I've never, I have nothing to add to this part of the conversation. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the next thing we were going to discuss? Well, Trevor listed something that, that uh, Peter Jackson has done one good thing, and I can't wait to hear what it is. Are you skeptical? I don't know that I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical on your behalf, if that matters. Okay. Are you... Well... Okay. Here goes. I I just take it at face value that you're going to tell us one good thing that he's done. Yep. And I want to know what it is. Okay. So, I learned this after er, reading? Watching Ant-Man and the Wasp. What do you mean, reading? Watching... (laughs) They're doing graphics. Did, did you watch it with subtitles the whole time? <laughs> okay, I did in fact watch it and mostly <laughs> not read it. What were you saying, Matthew? I was like, they are releasing novelizations now. <laughs> Where can you find them? Okay, going back. I'm just ignoring everything and going back to... Okay. <sighs> Peter Jackson has done one good thing. After watching Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I realize we're probably not going to discuss at length in this episode. I was reading some stuff about the production of the movie, and I realized that Evangeline Lilly, after Lost, I think she did like one other movie, and then she retired from acting. She just decided she was done. Um, she retired from acting. She kind of Disappeared was hard to get a hold of. She published some children's books and raised some kids, I think. Um, But she wasn't really in touch with anybody on a professional basis in the movie and TV industry. But she did know, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Dominic Monaghan? Oh, Pippin? No, wait, Mary. Mary. Is it Mary? Yeah, it's Mary, because Pippin is okay. the other dude. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that actor was in Lost. She knew him and was friends with him from Lost. And I believe, I I might have this backwards. I either, he, she, no, I think, okay. So I think Dominic Monaghan Monaghan actually introduced her to Peter Jackson. And so they kind of knew each other. And then Peter Jackson was the one who got her back into the movie industry, obviously for the Hobbit movies, which 
I I've never seen them. I don't ever want to see them. But Trevor, they're so good. I don't like the idea of there being additional characters in the movies. I realize that there was a need for more female characters. I understand. Was she in them? Yes. That she played a an elf who isn't in the book, which I I understand there's not enough female characters in them, so it's kind of a, a I, like I I get it. I could see her playing an elf if that makes yeah. But anyway, basically the reason we have her as the wasp is because of Peter Jackson convincing her to come back into the industry to play a woodland elf. So even though I am skeptical about the idea of additional characters being added to the Hobbit, I do think that I am glad that Peter Jackson got her back in for a couple of movies because I think she does a great job as the wasp. So I just felt I I generally don't have positive thoughts towards Peter Jackson, but I just felt like I should tell him thanks for that. And I'm sure he's listening. So <laughs> He's one of our listeners that yeah. hasn't rated us yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been waiting us for to say, waiting for us to say something nice about him. So <laughs> it's been a it's been a, a rough wait. He's been listening the whole time and when we finally say something nice about him, his response is well, it's about damn time. <laughs> yeah. And then he straps on a wasp suit and it gets weird. <laughs> yep. Let's talk about something more pleasant. Like like Cynomorphs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, Trevor, how do you pronounce this website? Ars Technica? Ars Technica is out, but I would think. Yeah. I was... About to answer Xenomorph, but then you <laughs> finished you your sentence, <laughs> and the answer is Ars Technica. Okay, I think I read an article on Ars Technica about the pronunciation, and I that was the first I had heard that there's a debate on how it's pronounced, so that's why I asked. But we all pronounce it the same way. Say that again. How did you hear it pronounced? I don't know. I say Ars Technica. I thought you said you heard a different pronunciation. No, I, the article was discussing different pronunciations and that was the first that i had realized that there might be an alternate pronunciation to the name i okay i'm confused because when you said this your your voice broke up in the thing it went all roboty so i don't i don't know what you said what were you reading where did you get the idea that there would be a different pronunciation than ars technica from an article on ars technica discussing the different pronunciations of ars technica this was a long time ago I think it what was. What other pronunciation could there I be? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> so that's why if you had the alternate pronunciation, then I would have remembered it because you just told it to me. But we all say the same thing, so there's no debate until now. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure that John Syracuse, who used to write for Ars Technica, has pronounced it Ars Technica on his own podcasts. So I'm pretty yeah. confident about that. Okay. And that's fine because that's how I want to pronounce it anyway. Um, Here we go. (laughs) Oh, this is a forum on, but this is not the article. Anyway, there's, uh, we have a, an article from Ars Technica called the throwaway line in aliens that spawned decades of confusion. Um, And so I have always thought that the aliens in the movie alien 
and aliens and aliens three and etc are called xeno, uh, xenomorphs but uh apparently this writer disagrees and i thought it was a an allusion to the fact that like they kind of change the the form of their body based on what creature they inhabit or they um implant their egg into so that's where i thought the morph was coming from um but apparently xenomorph just means like alien form so it's a a non-human creature uh trevor do you have any quick comments or i can tell you that there's some slightly different versions of the aliens which are called neomorphs okay um new forms yeah i guess um i i so this guy's argument is just that xenomorph means alien form Mm -hmm. and therefore it's not an official name well he's saying what it means is it's a i guess a more scientific way of saying alien instead of saying there are aliens down there okay so the line in the movie aliens is lieutenant no so gorman says a xenomorph may be involved and um apparently they don't really refer to the aliens with a name very often in the movie other than saying them or it uh so i guess the audience heard xenomorph and assumed that that was the name and of the alien species and called it that from that point on. But the word xenomorph is really just a, like a Latin or something way of saying alien. Well, it's been a while since I've read this article. Okay. I see the guy's argument. Mm -hmm. I will counter that there is a similar but slightly slightly different creature referred to as the neomorph, which seems like if if xenomorph was a generic term, why wouldn't they both be called xenomorphs? Is my thought there. But um, to get a better answer, my thought is go to the alien wiki because mm-hmm. wikis are where people go to put their obsessively correct information about their fandom. <laughs> and the xenomorph article on the on aliens.wikia.com. There's an article called Xenomorph, and it starts off, the Xenomorph XX121, better known as just Xenomorph, which literally translates to strange form, da 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 etc., etc. Also refers to Xenomorph Prime as another thing. Okay, so there's a footnote for XX121, and it refers to Alien Sea of Sorrows, which I think is a book... Yeah, it's a novel. Um, so I believe that means the answer is Xenomorph is indeed a somewhat generic term, and XX121 is the designation of that specific Xenomorph that we see in most of the alien movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but given that we don't know what any of the other Xenomorphs are in this universe, <laughs> uh, it gets shortened to just Xenomorph. So. Mm. I mean, it's okay. So here's another one for you. X-wing is a somewhat could be considered a generic term. 
because the X-Wing that is seen in the original Star Wars trilogies is in fact the X-Wing T-65. And there are a lot of different X-Wings out there. But you still know exactly what somebody's talking about when they say X-Wing. Yeah. I think it's kind of like that. Granted, Xenomorph is even broader since it could refer to any Xenobiological life form, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that, that's broader than whatever subclasses of X-Wings there are. But uh, given its origin in that universe, I think it's plenty clear. It's <laughs> it's a lot more clear when somebody says Xenomorph than when somebody says Alien, unless they say the Alien from Alien. <laughs> which is admittedly pretty fun to say. Yeah. And I say it as much as I can. So I had a problem with the article in that the premise of the article is saying Xenomorph is not the name of the alien. And here's why. But the author never gives us an alternative name. And the last line of the article is the alien's real name remains officially unspoken. However, we do know for absolutely certain, or yeah, for absolute certainty that they're not named xenomorphs. <laughs> so it's like, well, what are we supposed to call them then? I guess the alien from aliens or alien. But if we don't have an official name. Yeah. I mean, is his argument that alien is somehow a more correct or more specific term? I, he doesn't of course not. have an article. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't have a further argument because <laughs> there is none to be made there. Right. So in the absence of an official name, the widely accepted name for them is Xenomorph. Yeah. And so back off, Bucko. Yeah. I I mean, I see his point, but yeah. yeah. It, to me, it just seemed like a an unproductive article. Yeah. An unproductive article on the internet. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, for one, am shocked. Sorry, I hit my mic. You had other things you wanted to say about Alien? Yeah, so Betsy recently went out of town for a few days, and I took the opportunity to finally finish watching every single movie in the Alien franchise. Oh, wow. I had only seen Alien, Aliens, and Prometheus, which I would like to say are definitely the best three movies in the Alien franchise. (laughs) (laughs) And shout out to everybody who told me not to watch Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection, which is the fourth one. Mm -hmm. Those people were absolutely correct. I should not have watched those movies. They were terrible. (laughs) They were not good movies. And (laughs) I mean, I guess I'm glad I watched it because if I hadn't watched it, I would still want to watch it. And the only way to cure my desire to watch it was to watch it and get it done. (laughs) But I would not recommend them to anybody. (laughs) Also, if you are going to watch them, don't watch them while you're eating dinner. That was a huge (laughs) mistake. And I had to take a lot of breaks. Which one were you watching at that time? I I watched all three of them while I was eating dinner three nights in a row. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I would, just so, like, I would eat a few bites and something would happen. I'd just kind of push my plate away for a few minutes. So you're saying that you didn't watch Alien versus Predator? No, I have not watched any Predator movies. Okay. So that begs the question, where does Alien versus Predator lie in what franchise? 
its own thing? Or I think that would be the Alien versus Predator crossover franchise. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I my impression based on the few minutes that I've seen of one of those movies is that it kind of conflicts with the uh, maybe not with one through four, but with the prequel trilogy that's being made now that starts with Prometheus. Um, I think it kind of conflicts with some of the lore laid out there. Yeah. I was not under the impression that anyone considered them Canon, but yeah, still I, whenever you said the entire alien franchise, I was thinking that that included those movies. Okay. No, when I say the alien franchise, I mean, alien aliens, alien three, Alien Resurrection, Prometheus, and Alien Covenant, which I know at least one person listening is curious how I would rank them. (laughs) And the answer is I hate ranking things. (laughs) I was actually going to answer, and then I remembered I don't know how to rank Alien and Aliens against each other. Yeah. I think I would say... They're they're pretty different. they're, They're very different. They're both good. I would rank them tied for first. One is a horror movie. One is an action movie. They are both... Yeah at the top of their, not at the very top, but they are both very good examples of their general category. Um, So those would be tied for first. And then Prometheus is my third place. And then Alien Covenant. And then Alien Resurrection. And then Alien 3. And last place. A distant last place. All these people saying that Alien Covenant was bad... I don't think they've seen Alien 3. So you didn't like the scene with the alien dog? Or... Um, In Alien 3? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember seeing an alien dog. I remember seeing a dog oh. dying, which well, yeah, instantly but bumps any movie to the bottom of its franchise. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I can literally sum it up in that. Alien 3 is by far... The worst alien movie. The dog dies. That's all you need to know. Alien? The cat lives. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm... <laughs> anyway. Uh, it had four legs. It walked on four legs in the rest of the movie. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Because it had been hatched out of the dog. Right. I didn't make the connection, but I see what you're saying. Matthew, we saw Prometheus together. Did you ever see Alien Covenant? I feel like I saw the end of Alien with you at some point for some reason. The end of Alien. I might have showed you how the alien gets defeated at the end. That sounds right. Force. I can't remember why you would show me that, but I think you had a reason. <laughs> and this was long before Infinity War. I'm also not sure why you would consent to that. Like, that just ruined the movie. I guess it didn't ruin the movie. <laughs> well, I just told everybody the cat lives. Yeah. You also know that Sigourney Weaver lives because spoilers. There are... Well, there are a <laughs> bunch of other movies that she's in. There are movies after she dies too. If you watch spoiler. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> if you watch any opening to like a mystery science theater 3000, a lot of them, the early ones just in the opening have Joel playing the drums in like a, exo like that big yellow the exosuit uh, the exosuit the cargo lifter thing which i feel like is just a reference to the way it ends so i don't know it oh okay i showed you the end of aliens 
Okay. The scene of aliens. Yeah. Um, I don't remember why, but I remember it was, it was referenced in something else that we had watched or played. Or I was trying to show you the one mech situation I was okay with. That actually sounds very familiar. So maybe that's what you were trying to do. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's see, but you never saw alien covenant, the sequel to Prometheus. <laughs> there was a sequel to Prometheus. Yeah. There was a sequel to Prometheus, yeah. which I have not seen by the way. Okay. No spoilers. Oh no, wait. Yeah. I vaguely remember that existing now that you say it, but I don't know anything about it. Okay. Well, obviously the reason that Prometheus is good is because of David. Yes. There's more David, so. Oh, that's encouraging. And there's there's David and there's Michael Fassbender playing another robot. I was about to say, how is there more David? But then I was like, wait, he's an android, so. Yeah, yeah. So there's double Michael Fassbender. My only, um, my only reservation is that I read an interview at one point where he was like, but why can't David get naked on screen? And then <laughs> he apparently extended that to other roles. And he's like, but why can't Magneto and Professor X make out on screen with Magneto being naked? And it's Wait, just had like, he lobbied for him to make out with himself in the movie? <laughs> I don't know about that part, but he seemed very interested in being naked on screen. <laughs> and specifically, in I... the particular thing I was reading, being naked as Magneto. <laughs> With whoever plays Xavier. James McAvoy? Am I remembering the name right? Or did he want to time travel to an older version of Xavier <laughs> because he had he likes Star Trek the Next Generation? Oh. <laughs> I let's just end this conversation and go on. <laughs> there was you no version of this <laughs> where Wait, I need to look up the quote that is from Avengers. There's no version of this where you something, something, something. So, uh, Matthew, I will say, you you liked Prometheus, right? Um, Generally, yes, except for like all the horror elements where everyone was like perfectly disemboweled and stuff. Yeah, like the stuff about them going to their archaeological expedition or whatever and the spaceship and the robot, like... A lot of that stuff was really cool. I liked the exo, the exo archaeology part. Yeah, the exo archaeology and the robot and the ship. There is no version of this where you come out on top. Is the quote I was looking for. Um. Anyway, go on. What are we talking about? <laughs> I think we're talking about the Professor X Magneto <laughs> makeout scene. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of the Avengers closeness. There is no version of this where you come out on top. Maybe your army comes and maybe it's too much for us, but it's all on you. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you'll be damned well sure we'll avenge it. Oh, right. Okay. And they couldn't. They couldn't. Spoilers. Okay. Um, I don't know. They they kind of avenged it. Well, that's what I'm I, saying. No, that's they a lie. They did it. not avenge it. And they spent everything in the next like half decade has been PTSD about that event. <laughs> They no, but I'm saying ultimately, late, not in that movie, but later, they couldn't protect it. And now in the next movie, that we're, we're talking spoilers for movies that we're not even talking about right now. But they haven't even, <laughs> like, even going into Infinity War, they haven't avenged it. Like, they're... But they didn't protect it, is my point. They didn't protect it, so then they have to avenge it. 
they didn't they, like they didn't do anything like Tony Stark <laughs> has spent trying has spent a, the better part of a decade trying to do something about it and has failed on all counts. That's my point. Yes, Why are, I'm agreeing with you totally. Agreement. <laughs> we are no, in violent right. agreement. <laughs> okay, Matthew, what I was going to say is simply Alien Covenant does not have the Xeno Xeno archaeology thing. It does have double the Michael Fassbender robots, which is awesome. But it has way more of aliens disemboweling people, so I don't think you'd actually (laughs) like it. (laughs) Spoilers, Dustin. I'm sorry. Well, (laughs) I told you that. So I need to watch Prometheus again because I, I saw it once in theaters, and the whole time I'm thinking... Okay, this is the point when the alien's going to come out. Oh, oh, okay. This is the point when the alien's going to come out. I didn't even think about that the whole movie. And then at the end, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's an alien from Alien. Now's, now's when the alien's going to... Uh, okay, where's the alien? <laughs> that was me the, the whole time. Um, that was a Neomorph, by the way. Okay. Cool. So, <laughs> I need to watch it again, knowing that what it is so that oh, you can actually watch I the was, rest of the movie <laughs> so I would, what so that you can actually watch the rest of the movie instead of just waiting for the xenomorph yeah account. right right okay the person i was with didn't wasn't aware that it was even a prequel to aliens, aliens. <laughs> well, <must> <laughs> so then at the end they they in the car on the drive back from the theater they were like that thing looked a lot like an alien i was like yeah because what a ripoff was like this is part of the alien franchise so i need to watch alien covenant and alien resurrection wait why do you need to watch alien resurrection Co- completionist i'm sorry it's the second worst <laughs> in your ranking the movie has uh like a proto serenity and crew which I thought was interesting because part of the reason what? Matthew mentioned that part of the reason Prometheus appealed to him before we saw it, he mentioned part of the reason it appealed to him was that the ship looked a little bit like Serenity, the way that it oriented its engines and stuff. Mm. And it was just nice to see that on the big screen. Um, Alien Resurrection has a similar ship and it has a crew that's like a proto Serenity crew except it has Ron Perlman as like Hellboy extra sexist Jane. Like oh. it's, it's so weird and bad. Like I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah, I guess extra sexist. Jane. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. And river. Yeah. I'm just, why not a writer is there? I don't know why, but she's there. <laughs> Fun story. I feel like there's a joke about um, Stranger Things in there, but I'm not going to make it because I feel like you'll get mad at me. Okay. I did not mean to talk about Alien franchises this long. Well, yeah. I was prepared. In summary, don't watch Alien 3. Too late. Or Alien Cubed. (laughs) Don't watch Alien Resurrection. I was not as affected by the dog dying. And so you're a monster. I am. Uh, (laughs) There were, there were plenty of other things to hate in that movie. Yeah. It overall wasn't that great, but it also, 
I was, I mean, I was literally having to pause the movie to scour Wikipedia to figure out pseudoscientific, like cultural misunderstandings of chromosomal disorders to understand why they were saying the things that they were in the movie. It's like, Oh, you have a prison for people with extra Y chromosomes. What's even going on? What is this about? And I had to look up like, Oh, well back in the nineties, people or was it in the eighties? People thought that extra Y chromosomes made people more violent. And so there's this planet set hundreds of years in the future People with ex- like, what is even going on here? Why is there hundreds of years in the future a prison built on a cultural misunderstanding of a chromosomal mutation from the eighties? I, uh, it was just, oh my gosh. And that's just one thing. There were plenty of things, like plenty of things to hate. But how do you, how do you really feel about it? <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> that makes me vaguely think of like. Uh, paintings I've seen from the late 1800s of what people thought the future would look like. And there's just, (laughs) and it involved like lots of things with uh, like dirigibles and hot air balloons and things like that that just did not pan out. (laughs) So speaking of things that are bad or at least have the potential for being bad, (laughs) The next item says Bumblebee movie. Yeah, I had been going to ask if either of you knew anything about this. But I guess the answer is no. The answer is no for me. So there's is a... it... Oh, who's the director that did those movies? Michael? Is it a Michael Bay special? Michael he Bay. is not directing it. So here's the thing. There's a Bumblebee movie coming out. It is, yes, a Transformers movie about the Transformer Bumblebee. Wikipedia, this is not the right article. That's an adorable stinging insect. <laughs> Bumblebee film. Okay. This movie is directed by Travis Knight. I don't know who that is. Uh, if only you had a Wikipedia article. Kubo and the Two Strings. Name. I've never seen that. Okay. I haven't either. Anyway, the trailer actually looked half decent, which kind of threw me for a loop because I hate the Transformers movies. I don't like them at all. Um, And I looked and best I could figure out, Michael Bay had nothing to do with this movie. I see now that he is producing it. So, it okay, Wikipedia tells me it is the first Transformers movie not to be directed by Michael Bay. I said years ago, after... 12 or 13 Transformers movies had come out. I said that I would give them a chance again as soon as there was one made that did not involve Michael Bay. <laughs> so got to put your money where your mouth is. I Well, I was thinking this might be it, but I see he's still producing it. So I don't know. But the, the trailer does look a lot better than some of the other ones. So I, I might give it a chance if it comes out December 21st, 2018 is the release date. Okay. So my movie pass will still be active because I have a full year. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll movie pass it. But if you go see it, you're giving Michael Bay money. Mm. 
Should we explain why we're not thrilled with Michael Bay? Why are we not thrilled with Michael Bay? Well, I don't think he makes very good movies for one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> for two, the not very good movies that he makes have sexist elements in them. Like, uh, yeah, that's the part that has really bugged me. Objectification of women. Yep. 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 That That's my number one complaint about the Transformers movies. I just don't like the rampant objectification and the way it seems like every woman in the movies is treated as an object. So there you go. Um, the main, it looks like the main human character of Bumblebee will be female. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, a teenager, young woman. I'm not sure. Um, so presumably that will mean that she is actually an agent and a subject rather than just an object, but fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Yeah. So I would like to know who's doing the mocap for Bumblebee and the voice acting. Why? Because it's not listed. At least not that I can see. Um, Also Bumblebee is taller than uh, Wikipedia says a 1967 Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> it's, it's the mocap. <laughs> to be clear, the reason I'm saying this is because it says cast humans and it has the name of the actor, comma, as character. And then down below that has, there's a list with the header Transformers and it says Bumblebee, colon, or not colon, comma. And then it says like what kind of truck they are or whatever so (laughs) i honestly thought that it was going to have the relevant information there but it didn't i would want to be the mcdonald douglas f4 phantom 2 if i had to be one of these (laughs) trucks not a harrier or a is there a harrier oh there's a harrier nice harrier jump jet but i agree the f4 would be cool i like harrier jump jets i used to have a actually one of the first one of the first, yeah, one of the first flight simulators that I had as a video game um, involved the the one plane that you flew in the flight simulator was a Harrier jump jet. I never figured out how to land them, and so I would I would just crash them into the ocean. <laughs> See, I've always thought that the Decepticons get the cooler vehicles to transform yeah. into. Yeah. So why do we always root for the Autobots? I don't know. See, I took that argument one step further as a kid and thought, they're all vehicles and I don't care about vehicles. And then they came, <laughs> and then then they they like the came out with Dinobots and I was like, thank you for finally <laughs> making something interesting. And then they made Beast Wars and I was like, well, now I can abandon you guys entirely and go to the cool things. <laughs> I had, I didn't have a lot of action figures as a kid. So I had exactly one Transformer, and I just picked it according to how cool the vehicle was. So naturally, I picked a fighter jet. <laughs> and I remember other kids giving me a hard time that my one Transformer was a bad guy. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Bad guys, Starscream, like, I, this is my fighter jet who turns into a robot. <laughs> I don't know who Starscream is. this is my toy dustin you'll be proud of me in that the only original transformer i have it was the dinobot that is a triceratops 
and the only transformer that I had was Grimlock, the <laughs> Dynas transformer. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Dustin, I feel like this is like a what's the term for when people have a like they connect and they're both like each other's opposites and they fill in really well. Like, <laughs> um like a meat cute or something. Like that's the term, meat mm, cute. Yeah. I have Bumblebee. Screw you. <laughs> it was a gift. It was a gift. That's I mean, that's why I, I still own it, because it was a gift in college. Well, let's just say that the Bumblebee movie does not have a high bar to exceed. <laughs> that's true. The I mean, the bar that I'm asking about is like, should I bother seeing it? <laughs> <laughs> but I am planning on seeing the Meg, so there you go. You do have Movie Pass. Yes. So in theory, if Movie Pass lasts <laughs> until the Bumblebee movie comes out, I have seen twenty movies this year. <laughs> that's so many movies. That's like <laughs> three of them were Black Panther. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> but then they changed the rule to only allow movies once. So sorry, Bumblebee. I'll only see you once. <laughs> <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's assuming a lot. Yeah. I wonder if movie pass and like the timing of how it changed influences Black Panther's success at all. It might because it, it was a free for all then and they changed it literally the day Infinity War came out. And also, you know, a month or so before Solo came out. I would have seen Solo two or three times just because I could. I think Infinity War would have gotten a buff from Movie Pass. If oh it yeah, had, and it didn't need a buff at all. <laughs> right, I still saw it twice, even though I had to pay for the second ticket because I'm a chump. <laughs> I'm imagining you buying a ticket, even though you've seen it before, and watching it and thinking, "Just I don't feel so good, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Betsy." I don't know, whatever the. <laughs> Oh boy, we are an hour and five minutes in. How many of these topics do we want to cover? All of them. We don't have that many. Oh, I guess we. Wow, there are more. Wow, it keeps going. Huh? <laughs> we talked for a while about uh, aliens. I'm sorry, that's not the right term. Xenomorphs. I'm sorry, that's not the right term. Oh. <laughs> the alien from alien. Yes. Um, Azul's like maybe a. Five What's Azul? It's blue. <laughs> Dustin is 100% correct. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the color blue. <laughs> well, and now you... that we got that covered, <laughs> next topic. <laughs> um, so I think you both are familiar with Ticket to Ride, right? Yes. On the, <laughs> I like how Dustin's I'm familiar silent. with its work. Sorry, what did you say? I'm familiar with the work of Ticket to Ride. No, <laughs> um, I'm just, it's funny that Dustin didn't say anything. It's like, well, yeah, we're all familiar with it. <laughs> assuming... assuming like yeah dustin's familiar with it um so on the front it had like a german term for like game of the year and that's since that happened i feel like there's been extra weight given to whoever does that decision so they recently did the 2018 version of that game of the year thing and azul is the winner of that game of the year and I was just going to mention that when I read about it, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting that it's 
basically about like setting down like Moorish tiles and making a design. And from the little bit I read about it, it sounded interesting. That was all I was going to say. Oh, so you've not played it? No, I've not played it. But it from what I read, I was like, oh, that sounds like it would be worth playing. If that makes sense. Interesting. So I'm mentioning it more in the potential that I will play it in the future. The tiles look nice, but without knowing more about the gameplay, I don't have much to say, I guess. Neither do I. I was just mentioning it because like later on, I figure I will play it and then can be like, hey, everyone, I played the game we mentioned. The board. I'm looking at these pictures there. Each player has a little board in front of them and those boards remind me of Puerto Rico, which makes me think that this game is going to be really complex. <laughs> I think it won because it's not. Okay. If that makes sense. Because there were, okay. I, I read about us, I read a story about it winning compared to what it was up against as a potential game of the year. And the, there were a few other games where I was like, oh, that sounds more interesting. But then people were saying, like, the reviewers were saying, it's interesting, but it's so much more complex. So Azul is going to win because it's simpler. Oh, got it. I was afraid you were going to compare it to Ticket to Ride. <laughs> because Ticket to Ride is a game that I would like just fine if everybody else didn't love it so much. <laughs> Wait, explain that more. I, um, I know a fair number of people who really, really like it don't ever want to play anything else and the repeated play has one made me grow tired of it because i don't love it enough to play it that much and two it has caused me to become aware of some of the flaws in its balance like the going just for the longest possible train thing yes if somebody draws um okay to get to ride is a game where you build railroads across the United States and parts of Canada. Parts of Canada? No, just the U.S. Is it just the U.S.? No, parts of Canada. Parts of Canada. There are a couple of routes that go across the northern border, and they are almost completely concurrent with each other, so it's really easy to build both of them. And they're both worth a lot of money because they're long and you get a lot of bonuses from how long the individual segments of it are. Every time I have seen somebody start the game by drawing those two routes, they've won the game. I've never seen somebody lose when they had those two routes. And that is a definite case of game imbalance. Because if somebody can win the game by getting two cards at the beginning, it's not a solid game. I think maybe they expect people to be um, U.S. centric, America centric. I don't know what the term yeah. would be. Yeah. So they expect people to just be like, "I'm from Chicago, and I will get all the routes to, <laughs> that are yeah. relating to Chicago, and forget everything." Like I don't know. Maybe they expect people to do that. Yeah, and I I don't dislike to get to ride. I just don't want to play it as often as a lot of other people do. I want to play Settlers and Seven Wonders a lot of times. I will never choose Ticket to Ride. Same. While we're on the topic of tabletop games, uh, Trevor shared an article titled 
Five great tabletop games and RPGs for when it's too damn hot outside. I did. Well, that's what it says on this card. I guess I did. I thought I shared it and Trevor just posted it here. That oh, might be the case. That's it, Matthew. Just oh, okay. Sorry, Matthew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's his own fault for not putting stuff in Trello. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> so there were a couple games that made me want to go buy games. And you guys can have some guesses as to which ones they were. Or not. You know what? I'm going to say forget you just so Trevor can take <laughs> forget you and put it in place of screw you if he wants to. Screw you. Screw you. Screw you. So, okay, there's several different ways to do it, Trevor. You just said screw you and you wanted. Oh, forget. <laughs> <laughs> there were a bunch of screw you's earlier in the show, too. It got said like 15 times. <laughs> forget you. Forget you. Forget you. Forget you. Be angry about it. That Forget you. <laughs> has so much more potential to be misunderstood when people are listening with increased speeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Screw you. <laughs> Games. So the game opens so, with a gif of uh, a T-Rex playing a board game with... Ellie Sattler. Ellie and Alan. No, not Alan. Which is the best possible gift. Let's just that's not Alan Grant? That out there. No, that's uh, the gamekeeper. Oh, that's the, the... Yeah, yeah, you're right. My bad. Muldoon. Is. Clever girl. Yeah. So, um, I really want to play Jurassic Park Danger. Um... Scum and villainy. Jurassic Park is Danger is a cooperative yeah. tabletop game with one fascinating <laughs> twist. One of the players is actually a dinosaur. <laughs> I'm going to choose to misread that. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out. That's the best possible twist you could have in a game or yeah. anything, really. <laughs> well, it makes me think of Pandemic. Um... Oh, the bioterrorist one. Yeah, I've always wanted to play that role but have never played with a group that wanted to have that as part of the game you've heard it here folks first folks dustin <laughs> wants to be a bioterrorist that's why he's studying physics watch listed <laughs> oh you just destroyed his career <laughs> or i've given him a career because someone's listening oh, who's like no not that uh, career. Yes. oh my gosh <laughs> oh in the game pandemic, I would like to <laughs> play the role. No, there's like, I'm not going to continue. Anyway, there's a game called Pandemic Bioterror. What is it? <laughs> Dustin wants to kill millions. Oh my goodness. In a game. No, it's not any better. <laughs> he thinks that killing millions is but a game. <laughs> no, they're not dying. They're just getting really sick. <laughs> oh my gosh. They he go wants to the hospital, millions they to get, get better. He wants millions it's, to get really sick. I just want for fun. And then die. <laughs> Can we cut all this? <laughs> he wants to cut millions of people. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great listening. <laughs> okay, so anyway, moving on from Jurassic Park Danger. Uh, there is Scum and Villainy, 
Betrayal no, oh, yeah. at Jurassic Park Danger, one of the players is actually a dinosaur. Three dinosaurs, in fact. The human players take on the role of different characters from Jurassic Park, trying to accomplish plot-related tasks on the... Shoot, I'm going to have to say the Spanish name. Isla Nublar. Isla Nublar. You it. That's close enough. As they're chased by the final player's League of Killer Dinos. So, yeah, it's a cooperative game, except one person is playing three dinosaurs who are trying to stop everything. It would be hard not to root for the dinos. Yeah. They are the heroes of the story. What is the pandemic game called? That is, uh, that has a, well, a it's an expansion. Bad guy. Oh, it's an expansion. Okay. Yeah. So it adds like a villain player. Yeah. And a couple new roles. Okay. This vaguely play. makes me think of the reverse version of pandemic. That's by pandemic where you play as the viruses. That's what, Oh really? <laughs> isn't that what we just said? Uh, no, or, okay, playing, so there's an expansion that adds new villainous adds roles, role and then there's also character. a game that's backwards where you're playing as... I need to know what all of these are called. There's a yeah, version... so On the Brink is an expansion, and that's the one I'm talking about. Okay. I don't know what the name of the version where you play as the bacteria and viruses are it is called, but it, there's a version that's that, and the, dust, the version Dustin is referring to is called on the brink and that involves being a bioterrorist. So you're a human aiding in the expansion of the viruses while everyone else is fighting against it. Okay. It also allows for mutations. Uh So the thing that you're talking about Matthew is called Pandemic Contagion and it's a card-based game. I mean, sure, it was vaguely card-based, yeah. I mean, it's all card-based in a way. <laughs> The object of the game is to eradicate the human race. <laughs> it's really hard to do. Humans are stubborn. Humans are a virus. <laughs> Humans are the real virus. You heard it here first, folks. I'm quoting the Matrix. I don't really believe that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let him off easy. You can tell from my stunning impression of Elrond. I don't know actors' names. <laughs> Hugo, okay. Hugo Weaving? Is he? <laughs> a revolution without dancing is a revolution not worth having. Next game, Scum and Villainy. Wherein Trevor just reads the descriptions for us. Imagine if Solo <laughs> and Firefly had a baby. And it was really good at tabletop RPGs. Um, well, okay, I'll let you read for us. No, I wasn't... <laughs> I was just going to say what the game Tell us were, about Scum and Villainy. And if they're interested, they can go look at it. Okay, okay. But no, you go ahead. You're no, you go ahead. No. Tell me about the Firefly baby. <laughs> no, you go ahead. Well, Trevor's a much better reader than I am. No. You read You're the article pro- that Matthew shared with us. I already put it on I Trevor. read it to myself. I wasn't going to read it to the listeners. They can click the link to the article. There's a game called Scum and Villainy, which... Uh, Somebody who read the article should tell us what the games are. I was just going to say, the games that they list are <laughs> Jurassic Park Danger, Scum and Villainy, Betrayal at House on the Hill, Star Trek Adventures, and Spirit Island. I'm not interested in Spirit Island because it's reminiscent of Treasure, I, no, Forbidden Island, and I don't like that game. Okay, I misunderstood. I thought you were going to describe the games. Nope, I wasn't. Okay. I added a lot of time to this segment <laughs> inadvertently. My mistake. The only two that look interesting to me are Jurassic Park Danger 
and Scum and Villainy. Yeah. Uh, something... Assistant Scum and Villainy is like Firefly the game, which I have not right. played. I do have Firefly Clue, which is worthless, I guess would be the word for it. Yeah, it wasn't great when we played it. Yeah. Um, okay, going back up to Jurassic Park Danger really quick. It says if you're looking for something similar, Mysterium. Matthew, is that the game that you've been trying to play with me? It was indeed. Or it is indeed. <laughs> okay. But you have to figure out like how to be a ghost or something? Yeah. Okay. So if we buy Jurassic Park Danger, then we won't ever play it because you'll be trying to figure out how to be a dinosaur? No, you just made the best possible argument for getting the game. Okay. Okay. Um, Dustin by Jurassic Park Danger. All by Scum and Villainy. And Matthew, you... Um... Oh, I've played nope. Mysterium. Let's, let's go back to the top. Matthew should buy Jurassic Park Danger. Sorry, I didn't pronounce the exclamation mark that time. I should buy Scum and Villainy. And Dustin should buy Star Trek Adventures. Mysterium was really fun. If you would like to read about these and <laughs> I like the Dustin. Wait, you played Mysterium. <laughs> yes, I, I like the the Dustin or the Trevor and I literally had the game and tried to play it and we didn't get around to it. And Dustin has played it without any impetus at all. Yeah, he gets stuff done. That seems like a quote. I don't think it is. Okay. If you would like to see this article, the link to it will be at the show notes at betterworlds.net slash podcast slash 40. This is our 40th episode. That seems like a big deal, but it's not. <laughs> wait until we get to 50. That doesn't seem like a big deal, but I just said that it did. Yeah. Okay. Let's wait till we're at 50. Biblically, 40 is associated with suffering. <laughs> Crickets. But this is a great episode to listen to. You won't suffer through it at all. You just jinxed it, man. <laughs> Are we worried about time at all? Are we worried about time? I mean, I'm getting to the point where I probably need to finish. That's true. Should we talk about the Star Wars news? Let's keep going. Well, yeah, because if okay. there's one thing that the listeners were hoping for, it's more Star Wars news. We haven't talked about any Star Wars news yet. I'm I'm just getting at the point. <laughs> the The fact that it's pretty much like a fin fact at this point. The standard. Go ahead. You have two minutes. Tell us everything you can about Star Wars. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is important stuff. <laughs> that deep intake of breath was the best thing we've ever done as a podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, news item one. X. A. I'm having a little trouble with my alt tabbing right now. Okay, I'm going to start with the second one on the list because. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start with the smaller piece of news, which some would consider to be the larger piece of news. Star Wars: The Clone Wars is getting another season. Whoa. Yeah. This. Why did this you have show, to like strain that one out? The well, or the announcement? No, the announcement. Was it building anticipation or? Oh, it's exciting. Okay. I, this is exciting news. I didn't know news. if you were cho- choked up on your words. or No, I was <laughs> saying it with, I was excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was announcing it. I was announcing it as if I were making the announcement myself. <laughs> it was a very good announcement. <laughs> when, when we visited Lucasfilm, this is a total side note since we have two whole minutes to do these two announcements. Uh, when I visited the Lucasfilm offices, 
um, somebody was coming out to like put one of the Emmys in the display case or something in the lobby. And Betsy got really excited because it was an Emmy and she wanted to touch it. And the, the lady was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And let her hold it and take a picture with it. I didn't bother because why would I bother touching a trophy? Uh, but it was an Emmy for the Clone Wars, which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, I just took a selfie with Boba Fett instead. Um, anyway. Good call. There's, yeah, like so a statue of Boba Fett or a real Boba Fett? It was like his armor standing up on display. Question, did you steal it later and wear it around? I took a selfie with it and made it my avatar on Twitter. Mm. That was a disappointing story. <laughs> I cannot comment on any of the other things you asked about. <laughs> Legally. <laughs> I plead the For fifth. For legal reasons. Plead the fifth. <laughs> okay, so... Um, the Clone Wars was a beloved animated series, very highly regarded, and it ended abruptly when Disney bought Star Wars. There were a few more episodes made with sort of a short season six. They were called The Lost Missions, and that kind of helped, but there were a lot of stories that still hadn't been told, a lot of episodes that still hadn't been made. So the fact that Disney is soon going to come out with their own streaming platform provided the ideal opportunity for them to produce another season of the clone wars so this is really exciting news to the people who really enjoyed that series um never expected this to happen but it's great news the other piece of news the cast was announced for star wars episode nine i'm expecting you to go through the people because i haven't read the article uh, you want me to just read each one and then we can react to each one as we get to it? Yeah, sure. Daisy Ridley. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. No, total surprise. Okay, next. Do you want me to instead mention the ones that people consider to be of note? Yes. That's no, keep going. more of what I... <laughs> Adam Driver. Adam Driver. What? John Boyega. Ow. Who's Adam Driver? Um, he was on a show called Girls. High Pants Man. Oh, High Pants Man. Okay. <laughs> ben Swallow. Um, <laughs> Ben Swallow. Okay. That's what people call him now because of his high. Pa- what's above his high pants? I don't know. It just looked exceptionally wide to me. I didn't really understand what was happening, but hence he was swollen. Uh, oh, since anyway. since we're finishing these two announcements in two minutes, this is a perfect time for me to ask a quick question. In Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, when they are force timing and he doesn't have a shirt on. <laughs> I did not coin that, by the way. Um, and he doesn't have a shirt on. Does what does Ray say to him? You're gross. No, Put she a shirt okay. On. She says, "Do you have a blank or something?" What is that I word? No, I don't remember. Like, okay. I saw it once. I don't know. <laughs> Do I thought okay. Or For some reason, <laughs> I thought the word was cowl. Because you know that's what dark side force users use. They like, oh, I'm gonna put on my cowl. Uh huh. That seemed natural to me. It, but what do the subtitles tell you? I don't know. Oh, I haven't checked. Why would I check? <laughs> I heard somebody else reference it and say that it was towel. Oh, 
<laughs> is it towel? Did I mishear this every time I watched it? I only saw it once, and I don't remember. Well, I would think it was towel, but... I would go with cowl. But, it, like, that's not something someone randomly... Because she say. wants him to put on a shirt. And in the Star Wars universe, they wouldn't say shirt. They would say a cowl. Yeah, but so... I also think that, like, a cow Like, that just doesn't feel like something someone would say. Like, can you put on a cowl? <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, just, like, informally, towel makes a lot more sense. But I've never thought about towels existing in the Star Wars universe. And I have it's thought about they cowls existing in the Star Wars universe. So that's why I just assumed it was a cowl. But like if I mean is this like a an Easter egg that like we're gonna have a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy crossover or something? <laughs> um, Ignore that I, joke. I might be interested in that. <laughs> as long as we're mentioning this, can I throw in my favorite Easter egg from Ultra Age of Ultron? It totally in I can't stop you, so Okay. <laughs> When Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch go to Sokovia and meet Ultron for the first time, he's hiding in a cowl that is a reddened cowl. It is a reference to when he showed up in the comics for the first time. For a couple of issues, he didn't reveal himself as Ultron. He was hiding in a crimson cowl and was called the Crimson Cowl. And just the fact that they have him in that for like 12 seconds is a throwback to the comics and it's a really nice detail. And then the first time that he revealed himself as Ultron, they didn't realize what was happening at first. And they said, do you have a cowl or something? Right? I don't remember that. Part. Right? No, I'm I'm just trying to tie it back to the Star Wars thing. Okay. <laughs> it was just that he had a crimson cowl. And I was like, that's so nice. And no one cares about this except yeah. for like the 13 yeah. fans who. <laughs> I love how there are all those little things that like two people in the theater are like, I get that. And everybody else is like, it's a movie. I'm pretty sure I was the only person in Dublin watching it that I was like, yes. And then people were looking for <laughs> it at me. Okay. Uh, let's see. John Boyega. The subtitles say cowl. You checked the subtitles? Well, how did I, you do that? I used Google and I Googled the phrase, do you have a cowl or something? And it came up with articles about this debate. Really? And, yeah. So you can see the two things that I linked in uh, cast. Wait, how did you find all of this so quickly? <laughs> I wasn't talking when you got, I wasn't listening, I guess. Is it no, I mean, how did you scour power? the entire internet to find they were, references they were literally... to the exact thing that I'm asking about? I just. <laughs> you want me to explain it again? Is it possible to learn this power? <laughs> I just said that you can't. Oh, you did. Sorry, I didn't I hear you. I just said, is it possible to learn this power? And you can't. You can't say it and I then didn't, pretend like you. I were... didn't hear you. I screw you, Trevor. <laughs> that needs to be the title of this episode. <laughs> this. I feel like this is just proof that sometimes I don't hear you, and so I'm sorry about all the times I interrupt you because I really don't hear you. Screw you, Trevor. <laughs> Man, Matthew's such a nice guy, isn't he? <laughs> He's the best. Okay, but I just don't hear him. You're just digging a hole because that makes it sound like you didn't hear me telling you to screw yourself. <laughs> that was my point. Wait, is Matthew? Wait, oh no, <laughs> I'm caught. <laughs> <clears throat> Oscar <goodness>. Isaac, <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o. <laughs> We're continuing with the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, I, who's okay. that one? Um, that is, uh, not Mazer Rackham. What's her name? Maz Kanata. I, mm, I wish they had given her a better character to play. She was barely in that second. In the um, she shouldn't have been in it at all. That scene was worthless. She was in it for like what five seconds and was like, "I'm fighting off a battle. Go away." Should have been less. Okay. <sighs> I wish they'd given her a good character to play. That's all. Um, Dumb Dumbledore. Dumbledore Gleason. <laughs> Go on. Hopefully he will be competent. I hope. I really hope that this movie's like ten years later and he has become competent. Okay. Next, Kelly Marie wait, Tran. Wait. Whoa. What? Whoa. Whoa. Hmm. Who who is competent? Donald Gleason. Um, what's that guy's Hux. name? Dumbledore. He's like the head of the. He's the evil general. Hux. The, oh, General Hux. Hux. There we go. Yeah. The guy that uh, the internet was convinced is actually gay with um, uh, Ben Solo. Okay, they hate each other. Yeah, the internet is convinced they're gay together. I thought it was all. Let me rephrase. Poe and Finn. Tumblr is convinced they are gay together. And Poe and Finn. Oh, and Poe and Finn, yes. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> moving on. Kelly Marie Tran. I know who that is. Yes. Okay. So I wanted to pause. This was the first one that I actually wanted to comment on. Okay. I have seen people rejoicing with great rejoicing that Kelly Marie Tran is now confirmed to be in the movie. Why, Do you guys consider that news at all? No, I wouldn't have expected her. I would have been surprised like you were if about she to wasn't. answer my question. I'd be surprised if she wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. I, there were a lot of people who had not liked Rose and were generally trollish about Kelly Marie Tran's role in the movie and generally rude and like drove her off Instagram and stuff and various awful things. Those people didn't want her to be in the movie, but there was never any hint that those people would get their way. So I... I almost like people were celebrating saying like, take that haters. She's in the movie. I get it. I understand what people are happy, but I almost would rather not act like it's some surprising victory that she's in the movie because yeah. that's, that's it's giving the trolls more ground than they actually have. Like they, I feel like it's almost seeding to them the idea they ever actually was a chance. had any yeah. ground in that battle. Like, no, she was always going to be in the movie. Deal with it. Yes, this announcement confirms that. But so it's kind of like firing the director for a popular movie because right wing trolls get named. Um. Yeah, I guess that actually did happen. Um. Wait, who did that happen to? Uh, James Gunn got fired from Guardians oh. Three. Oh, okay. Um. I don't really have anything to say about that right now, but. Kelly Marie Tran was always going to be in episode nine. That was never in question. And I, I don't want to cede any ground to the trolls in pretending that there was ever even the shadow of a doubt that she would be in it. Next, Junus Suatomo. That's Chewbacca. And Billy Lord. Okay, I'm I'm not surprised by that, but I am a little I'm I'm a little surprised that she's on the list of like stars. But that's fine. And who's Billy Lord? Billy Lord is the daughter of Carrie Fisher. Oh. And she oh. plays like a lieutenant or something. Yeah. Who doesn't have a whole lot of screen time. But she had more in Last Jedi, which is cool. 
Maybe uh, she'll be an A-wing pilot in this one. That would be awesome. Everyone's A-wing pilots in this one. Yeah, I mean, some people got to learn how to be pilots because everybody else died. Joining the cast of episode nine are Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, and Carrie Russell. I don't know who those are. Carrie Russell's the um, Felicity girl. Oh, is that why people have been making jokes about Felicity? I would assume because I think she was the main character in Felicity. Okay. Naomi Aki was in Doctor Who. I don't remember who she was. Uh, rival. Yeah, I'm. I'm not familiar with her. I don't recognize any of this stuff. Um, Carrie Russell. Yeah, I'd seen people making reference like jokes about that, but I didn't realize why. Yep, that's the Felicity girl. I say girl. She's ten years older than me. <laughs> the Felicity woman. Um. Okay. Uh, let's see. And the other one was, I'll speed this up in post by which I mean, listener, please find the variable speed playback. Player. <laughs> and then there's like, spot up thing. Richard E. Grant is. That was a really good fake speed up. <laughs> Have you guys, do you guys know who Richard E. Grant is? Nope. No clue. Uh, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Well, that's not out yet. Um, the Last Dragon Slayer. Oh, that one. Game of Thrones. He's in Game of Thrones. That's probably what people know him from. Downton Abbey. Okay. Apparently, he was also in Girls, along with okay. Adam Driver. I've seen a few episodes of Downton Abbey. Who is he in that? Jasper. No, that's Girls. Uh, Jack Simon Sparrow. Bricker. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear who. Simon Bricker. Okay, I don't know who that is. And he was you don't in have to Doctor explain. Who for a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't really know who he is. Uh, okay, so three new stars. Um, do, 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 do. They will be joined by veteran Star Wars actors Mark Hamill. That's news. Um, I guess either Force Ghost or Flashbacks, maybe both. Or both. Uh, flashback of a Force Ghost. I said that. Just for the record, I said both before you said both. Yes. Okay. <laughs> see i heard you that time but also i said it first so i don't want you saying i said what you said after you said what you said <laughs> um, you guys are so kind to each other <laughs> okay uh i'm afraid that they may have shown us everything they're going to show us from the destruction of the new jedi temple but i sure would like to see more of it that sounded really vindictive more destruction. No, I I want I hate the Jedi. I want to see them destroy. I want to know what happened. But I mean, I guess now we do know what happened, but then, you know, I take I take all that back. I don't want them to do any more flashbacks because JJ Abrams will change what Ryan Johnson put down. So Wait, is JJ directing this one? Yes, he is. Yeah. Dang it. I don't know if I want to... Are we going to get some Beastie Boys in here? Yes, of course we are. Every alien species that comes on the scene while J.J. Abrams is at the helm will be named after a Beastie Boys song. That is an inevitability. I don't know that I want to see any more of that because like, it's just not fair to Luke as a character. He failed as a person for a half second and everything went to pot. Just... 
He just failed at the worst possible half second. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to see any more of it because I don't want J.J. Abrams to change what has already been put down. Ryan Johnson explored that event with the sort of Rashomon sequence where it was told from three different perspectives. Does and, explore it from 17 other perspectives. Yeah, well, I... Somebody, whoever is close to J.J. Abrams, please tell him that it is a mystery box and it should not be touched. You need to get... um, Oh, what's that guy's name? The psychic cop from... Oh, yeah, yeah. Matt the cop. That yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, is he still in? I bet he's going to be in it again. He wasn't in The Last Jedi, was he? He was in one of them. I don't remember which one. <laughs> he was He was in The Force Awakens. I don't remember if he was in The Last Jedi. If he was, it was fast and didn't bother me as much. I don't like him, but he's your best bet. <laughs> he brought, well, he can talk to JJ and fix this without having to be in the movie. He can do me two favors. By using his psychic powers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Yes. Okay. So Mark Hamill might be a forced ghost, might be a flashback. I'm hoping forced ghost. I'm hoping no more flashbacks. Anthony Daniels will be in the movie. That's also a given. Not surprising. Yeah, he's been in every... He's like the one person who's been in every Star Wars movie. I honestly don't remember who he played in Solo, but he was in Solo. And Billy D. Williams was the other big news. Lando Calrissian will be back in Episode Nine. How do you guys feel about that? Um, Fine. Positive. Relatively positive. I guess it could not be good in execution, but... In a philosophical sense, it seems positive. Yeah. I honestly was surprised that I expected him to be at least referenced in The Force Awakens. I thought that they were going to say, like, Finn was his son or something. And I guess, hey, we can still be nervous about that. I guess they could bring in, like, some surprise ancestry without upsetting all the people who want Rey to actually be nobody's daughter by having Finn be his son i don't know wait i don't think they do that but they could you mean she wants they want ray to be the daughter of unimportant people or just have sprung out of the ground the um the daughter of unimportant people oh okay i mean if they really want it to be a connection to the original trilogy they'll have ray and finn be brother and sister (laughs) yeah (laughs) it could happen it won't happen. Don't say that, because then it might happen. Well, I'm saying it won't happen so that it might happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jinxing it. But now I, un- I, jinxed, I jinxed, uh, doubled, unjinxed, I don't know. And the final news, Carrie Fisher will be appearing in the movie as Leia Organa. How do you feel about that? Uh, she's a better actress than I assumed. Given... <laughs> given some notable handicaps on her ability to currently act. Oh, yeah. Um, J.J. Abrams says, We desperately loved Carrie Fisher. Finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. We were never going to recast or use a CG character. With the support and blessing from her daughter, Billy, we have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leia in Episode Nine by using unseen footage we shot together in Episode Seven. But, um... My first thought upon hearing that was 
that it would be extremely limiting to use like the leftover footage from episode seven. Yeah. My second thought was as much as I love Carrie Fisher and Leia, I honestly didn't love her performance in episode seven, which I mostly blame on JJ Abrams <laughs> because I, he's the guy I blame things on um, just in general. <laughs> um, I mean the writing, like, it wasn't necessarily her. It was like, I didn't feel like the dialogue was that convincing. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so my thought is like, if it's this essentially the same performance that I didn't like from episode seven, is it really going to be any better if it's shoved into something else that it wasn't made for? But it would be a convincing end. Part of me really wants like the footage that they have to be completely random and they're just really trying to like <laughs> ham-fistedly get stuff in so that it's like like what do you want general she's like what i want is my damn hand sandwich someone who craft services get over here like it's just completely out of character stuff i was thinking and they're more just like, like <laughs> trying to fit it in regardless i was thinking more like hello han it's been a while my name is lando <laughs> <laughs> I guess in my mind, it's always about. Why would she fight. say, "My name is Lando"? No, that would be Lando responding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like okay. the dialogue is just such an <laughs> ill fit that it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, the only shot we had was her saying hello to Han, so deal with it. We're gonna have to, <laughs> or like maybe just random like things that. I was like, oh, I'm dealing with such a number of corns here. Does anyone else have corns on their feet? <laughs> I need to sit down and take a look. Oh, wait. What's the thing? These dogs are barking. Like, she takes me like that, and then we just, like, <laughs> kick up her feet, and, like, there'd just be, like, ten minutes of a foot massage. I could see her pulling a, like, a bottle of scotch out of her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that just sold it for me. I would totally watch that. What if she just, like, happened to talk to her own daughter on set a lot and so by necessity suddenly her daughter has a huge role in the next movie just because that's the footage they had to use of leia that kind of makes sense to a degree so you met any nice boys lately (laughs) maybe mom and then there's like a thought bubble it's kylo ben stop it mom Oh, I guess they Not wouldn't in front have to. Of my friends. I guess they wouldn't have to use Billy's actual footage from the conversation. They could <laughs> shoot something new for that part. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, and my third thought was, I bet they're actually going to use a ton of CG to manipulate that unseen footage. Yeah, and probably people are probably not going to notice at all because they're told that it's unseen footage. And so it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine like, what are they going to even splice in? And there was just like someone doing something and then it cutting to like a five second thing where Leia looks at the camera really, (laughs) um, really stone faced. And then like a lightsaber comes on from like under the screenshot. Just like, (laughs) like she's using, I don't know. That's just, yeah. So I, when people talk about hating CG, there's a definite availability heuristic at work because 
people think, do I think that CG is okay? And their mind immediately goes to all the times that they noticed CG and it was obvious. And then they think, okay, so every time I can think of that I noticed CG, it was bad. Therefore, CG is bad. But there are plenty of times that they don't notice CG. And therefore, like because they don't notice it, they don't apply it to their opinion of whether or not they think CG is okay. And so it's like they think they always notice CGI and that it's always a bad thing because the, when when it's good, they don't notice it. Yeah. So that makes me think if they can tell people that it's unused footage and then fix it with CG. I mean, isn't that kind of like a selection bias? And never really talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it's a selection bias. Um, I, th- I think it's a blend of confirmation bias, selection bias, availability heuristic. That sounds right. Is that right? It sounds right. <laughs> I think availability heuristic is a type of selection bias. Somebody can look at Wikipedia and correct me. So, yeah, I think if they can, it's kind of like how, you know, they just talked endlessly about how The Force Awakens had a ton of practical effects and then didn't really talk about all the CG that was also involved. And so people came out of the movie just saying, oh man, there were so many practical effects. It was great. Instead of coming out saying, oh, there was so much CG, it was bad. But like, even the stuff that was known to be practical effects, a lot of it gets replaced in post with CG anyway. So I can't think of a concrete example. I think there are times that like, they filmed with a practical BB-8, but then replaced BB-8 entirely post. I could be wrong about that. I'm not sure. I know there are times in the Marvel movies where they have a full suit, but then they entirely replace the suit afterwards just because it looks a little bit better. Yeah, I have seen something, especially from Infinity War, where they were like, here's what it looked like actually. And it's like, dang, none of that was. (laughs) Yeah. And when it's good, nobody notices. So I will throw a link into the show notes about this it is i think it's a video called why you don't actually think cg is awful i seem to remember you linking to the art to the video a long time ago on twitter dustin do you remember what i'm talking about um no i don't i'll i'll look it up. i find the link i don't remember what it's called okay. i'll find the link about how people don't hate cgi as much as they oh why cgi sucks except it doesn't that's what it is i will throw that link in the show notes to show people what that's all about. Okay. So anything else we should mention about, Oh, Oh, real quick, interesting story that I keep forgetting to tell you guys the other day outside my house, a truck pulled up hauling a trailer with lawn mowing equipment. When I walked by the truck, I saw the license plate and the license plate read Kylo Ren. So Hmm. what did I say? Kylo Ren. The- Ooh, I have a story too. It's related. You know those bumper stickers? The there's like a standard shape and then they say the like the number of miles in a running thing. Mm-hmm. Like I hate those. marathons or half marathons or whatever. I saw one that said simply less than twelve. Mm-hmm. For the um, Kessel Run, isn't? Didn't I text you that picture? the The car had a number of other bumper stickers on it, all of which were Star Wars themed. Didn't I text you a picture of that? Did that you? I saw? I saw it on the road. 
Nice. Do you I also saw, saw one, one in a parking lot once? Okay. I thought I texted you. Oh, you picture. might have. I, I saw one, but it might have said parsecs underneath. Okay. It. I didn't get close enough because I was literally on the highway. I but saw it one just that had less than sign twelve. One of yeah. those families, but it was um, ATATs, and I thought of Dustin. <gasps> nice. Were the kids like the ATSTs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm assuming ATSTs grow into ATATs as they age. Yeah. They're kind of like xenomorphs in that way. <laughs> I wonder where the ATM6s fall. And... No, I'm just trying to imagine. First, they, a- they start out as um, the Viper probe droids. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say tie they find out when they like, jump on your face. <laughs> Wait, what? Jump on the face? Tie fighters. Tie fighters. Okay. Well, hmm. Maybe the the Viper droid jumps on somebody's face, and then the tie fighter pops out of the belly of the host, <laughs> and then it morphs into a an ATST, and then eventually an ATAT, and then an and then Sigourney ATM6. Weaver blasts it into space. What? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Dustin? I said, and then an ATM six. Six. The the mega caliber six. Oh, because it gets more legs. No, it just gets bigger. Oh, ATM six. I'm thinking of a different thing. I was thinking of an ATT, which is the Clone Wars thing with six legs. Ah, but yes, the that's the bigger one. It always bugged me when the ATATs were attacking that Luke like did a rappel up to the belly and threw in a grenade when he could have he had a lightsaber he could have just slashed all the four legs and it would be done. They were it, it they were wider on him. I mean, what? What? He okay, he was able to use the lightsaber to cut into the belly to throw the grenade in. I don't think the lightsaber was physically long enough to slice through the leg. But he could have run through it. But he he got a chance to throw a grenade in there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I I reject your idea that the Battle of Hoth could be improved in any way. <laughs> Um, I'm sure that's what many people would say. <laughs> I just had a great idea. What if the Battle of Hoth was a level to a video game? <laughs> Wait, isn't it? Having played many annoying levels that try to do that, I think your idea has been no, had. I, I don't think it's ever been done before. <laughs> Definitely not on like Star Wars Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefield. Which one is it? Battlefront? Battlefront. Yeah. Rogue Squadron? Yeah. I mean, that's like the quintessential Star Wars video game level. Oh, okay. So we've already talked about where they can find us. Yeah. Uh, our website is at betterworlds.net. You can find the show notes for this episode at betterworlds.net dot net slash podcast slash 40 and you can join our slack group by visiting slack.betterworlds.net you put in your email address and get signed up and you can come and talk with us in the slack app about all manner of things both things we talk about on the show and other things that we don't talk about on the show or finland just <laughs> lots of finland lots of fin finmoji goats yeah we we really would love to have you there in the chat and as we've mentioned a couple times if you would like to go rate us on itunes we would not complain go then rate us thank you for listening i said it wrong thanks for listening go then
goat. That's my. <laughs> you said go then rate us before I said thanks for listening, I know, which is I just of... going to be confusing to people. <laughs> go then again. <laughs> go thusly. That's the show.